I'm here with Brian Manis, Director of Athletic Ministries at Christ Church. He's been here for almost two years. How are you today, Brian? Man, I am great today. Thank you. Good. So as is tradition with this show, we're going to start with some icebreakers just to get to know each other and have some fun. So my fir- these are kind of sports related because okay. of your job. So my first one for you is who was your sports hero when you were growing up as a kid? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I've had a ton growing up, but Ozzie Smith is probably my I was a baseball kid growing up. Okay. Grew up in the 80s with uh, as a diehard Cardinal fan, and so Ozzie Smith. What position did he play? Shortstop. Did you want to be a shortstop because of him? Well, I was never allowed to play shortstop because I'm left-handed. Oh, okay. And, and so very few left-handers. I don't think any left-handers have ever done anything at shortstop. So, But he moved so gracefully, and it was so exciting to watch him play. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So was baseball your main sport, or for a while, okay. for a while. I grew up playing, uh, I lettered in five sports and all the way through high school. Wow. And baseball was one that I really enjoyed. But unfortunately, in high school, I was forced to make a decision between baseball or soccer, mm-hmm. which were both spring sports. I chose soccer. I had a little more success in soccer. And so that's what I ended up. So how'd you become a Cardinals fan then? So my dad is a diehard Cardinal fan. And I went to bed with stories of the Cardinals, and that was my first baseball game to see in person was a was a Cardinal game. Do you remember who they were playing? I don't. I was really young. I was about five years old, but okay. uh, but we would take yearly trips to, to go see the Cardinals, whether it was a family trip or a church trip where my dad worked. Well, that's great. So next question for you. If you could coach at a professional level, what sport would you want to coach? Mm, probably soccer. Soccer? Um, soccer was the sport I ended up playing in college. I really love the drama of a soccer game, the excitement of a of a goal, which doesn't happen terribly often in a game, and the build-up, the play, whether it starts from the back all the way to the front, just the, the drama that goes into it. So you would Ted Lasso? Is that what I'm, I'm a hearing? Ted Lasso fan, yeah. There we go. So Premier League or anywhere else, where you, where would you, what league would you want to be in? Oh, I would love to be, I mean, obviously in the English Premier League, but yeah. um, you know, right here at home, MLS, it's fine too. There we go. It's all a dream anyway. It's all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm asking this with this because I know you and there's a specific thing I want you to talk about. Outside of sports, you have a really interesting hobby that keeps you up all hours of the night sometimes. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about that? It's fascinating. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I really enjoy it. So. Uh, I'm a stained glass enthusiast. I love stained glass. I love to look at stained glass in the in the churches and cathedrals and and just in art, whether it's in a restaurant or not. But I t- ended up taking stained glass in college as a joke, and ended up falling in love with it. And now I do it as a side gig or just you know a stress reliever. So it's it's just a whole lot of fun. So I do. I've been doing stained glass for almost thirty years now. Last question, and then we'll get to the actual conversation. A little birdie told me to ask you this. They told me to ask you about pranks and a specific friend named Will. Can you, is this safe to talk about? Can yeah, you tell me what? It's very safe. I love Will. So, the last church I worked at, the last church I served at was a, a little church that had a very small staff and we got to know each other very well. And, and Will is a great friend of mine. He was actually served in my wedding. He, but started out when I met Will, he was a kid in our youth group. Yeah. And so I got to spend a lot of time with them in the small church, play multiple roles, and they would hang out in the gym while I was working nights. And we just had a, had a great time. And they 
found out that I love to prank people and they love to prank. And so we would have pranks constantly and it, it has carried over and they have found me here and, <laughs> and it is great now. So what do you think is the greatest prank you've ever like fully pulled off? Oh, probably. Oh, golly. Mostly the pranks are scarce. Okay. You're just hiding somebody maybe in a box and saying, Hey, you got a shipment here. You got a box here. Yeah. And somebody, a small person being hidden in a box maybe, but. What's the most you've ever spent? Because I'm, I'm thinking about like The Office with like Jim Halpert and all the pranks he did on Dwight. And there was one where he's talking about how much money he spent on one prank. What's the most you've ever spent on oh, pulling I, off one prank? I'm cheap. I'm, okay. I, I'm cheap. Maybe $5. Okay. Uh, maybe $5 on those little snappets that you throw and yep. taping them to a tire, making them sound like a flat tire. Or they roll <laughs> over something or something like that. It's sinister. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing too serious. No financial Okay. struggles here. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate you indulging me on those. So to jump into our actual conversation, I want to start with getting to know early Brian. Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? So I'm from Memphis. I okay. grew up here in Memphis and my dad served at a church in Midtown and I grew up a gym rat. I was in a gym and on athletic fields more than I was at home, mm-hmm. played everything under the sun growing up, but lifelong Memphian. What role did your father serve? In that My church? dad was was the athletic recre- or recreation minister okay. for a church for 27 years here in Memphis. Okay. And I was very fortunate and blessed to grow up in that setting. It sounds like you and him were pretty close. Growing yeah, up. we're best friends. Okay. We're still best friends. I yes. Mean, we are uh, talk weekly and cherish every moment I get to, to talk to him and every time I get to spend with him. That's really cool. So what did your mom do? What was she? So my mom uh, sold Mary Kay makeup. She still sells, sells okay. it uh, to this day. And we have a, we have a good relationship. She's a granny J is what she's called now. Okay. My daughter calls her yeah. and uh, she lives in a little small town outside of, outside of Memphis. It sounds like you were in sports your whole young life. What do you think sports taught you as a child? Sports taught me all kinds of things from working with people, working for a goal, working towards something to play your role on a team. I mean, not everybody can be the leader, not everybody can be the star, but everybody has a role. And if you play that role, if you are good at that role, then your team can succeed and and go places that are pretty hard to imagine. And then also that when things break down, if somebody doesn't play those roles, properly, then your team may not do as as well as it can. So I've learned that, but also learned how to deal with people off the field because, you know, in sports growing up in Memphis, not everybody looks the same. And it's very important for me in that to have those relationships and people I've played sports with all my life are my closest friends to this day. I mean, we can go back years and years and years and I still talk to a lot of those same same people. We may not talk weekly. It may be two or three years from time that we talk to each other, but we are still pick right up where we left off. So it's pretty fun. Those sound like pretty advanced ideas for a kid to be picking up on. Was that? I mean, is that in retrospect you're acknowledging those? Yeah. Or okay, total total retrospect. Okay, at the time I just wanted to play. At the time yeah. it was totally just the joy of playing the sports and. Being out on the field, I mean, we would play from sunup to sundown if school wasn't in session. And when school was in session, as soon as school let out and we got our homework done or whatnot, our parents would have to bring us in kicking and screaming. And so it was total just joy of playing. Were you pretty competitive or was it more just the joy of the sport? That's a... 
that's a hard one to answer because yeah. yes, I am the most competitive person you've probably ever <laughs> seen. But what I try to do, and especially now in my professional career and in our in our ministry, I try not to let my competitive drive interfere with somebody else's objectives or the reasons why they're playing a game or anything like that. And so even growing up, I tried to harness any competitive desire. I would try to do the best I can because that's all I can control. And so I would do the best I could and try not to let anything else worry me or anything like that. So you were in sports as a kid through high school. What else were you into in high school? Was that pretty much your focus was doing that? Or were you a stu- like studious person or just kind of a, let's just get onto the field? <laughs> let's let's get onto the field. I got you. I'll be honest. Let's get onto the field. I did the best I could to do the work that had to be done in order to get on the field. Now, that's not to say I didn't enjoy school. I was very blessed to go to a great school, have some great friends and great teachers, and I enjoyed my time with those teachers. But uh, at the end of the day, I wanted to get on the field and, and play. That was the bottom line. Yeah. So it sounds like all through high school, you kind of knew that you wanted to do sports moving forward with your life. What was your objective in high school to do with your life? So I was also, so like I said earlier, I was, I lettered in five sports in high school and I really wanted to be a kicker on a football team. And then that kind of developed and changed and ended up playing soccer in college and Loved that. Which, I, where'd you go to college? I went to Lambeth University. Okay. In Jackson, Tennessee. It's no longer there. Okay. But I went to Lambeth. Loved, loved that. Go Eagles. And had a great time, but wanted to stay in sports somehow. And I'd had a few surgeries through high school and in college. So I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. Mm. That way I could give back to, to athletes and do things. Then realized that that was probably not going to be the best route for me. Mm. And while I was in a recreation workshop, in North Carolina during college, decided that my calling, I didn't decide this, God decided this, that my calling was going to be in in sports ministry of some sort in in churches. And so I came back, changed my major, knew that I wanted to go into sports and recreation ministry and started actually working here in 1994 under Jan and was here 1994 to 1999 as the recreation system. So what was that moment where you kind of realized this is what God's calling me to. Do you remember the specifics of it? or The only thing I remember is that it really was one of those hit me upside the head kind of moments where I was in a conversation with a bunch of other young adults that were at this workshop and it just kind of hit me, Brian, you can do this. You can do this every day. And so I had the conversation with my dad at that point. Because I'd grown up in it, but I never really thought about it as something for me to do. He said, Brian, I kind of always knew you would do this. Mm -hmm. And my family said the same thing. They didn't want to influence it, but always kind of knew that I would end up down this road. And so. In retrospect, do you see where your father had kind of planted those seeds in you growing up? I think it was more God planting those seeds Mm -hmm. through other people. My dad put me in those positions because he you know, he and I've had this conversation that he didn't want to affect me being held to certain standards or anything like that. What I remember most is the people that I found important in my life were the people that I was around every day through sports ministry. And those people were so important to me that I just know that God put those people in my life. 
So you went back to college and you changed your major. What'd you focus on then? So at that point, I focused on recreation. Recreation at that at Lambeth, it was called recreation administration, mm-hmm. and people took that degree, went to parks departments or city parks departments or other churches, and and ran sports programs. Okay. And so, let's back up a minute. I, I realize we've overlooked a very important part of your story. What's your testimony? How'd you come to know Christ? So I grew up in the church. My dad was there. I was there more than I was at home and really grew up around, blessed to grow up around people that accepted everybody. And I had literally a church full of parents that would look after me, whether we were on a church trip or I was just hanging out at the church. I had so many people that played an important role in my life that church was always there for me. I took it, probably took it for granted for the most part until I got to college and then realized how important my faith was and then really started to say, hey, I need to do something with this. And while I was in school, also worked with a Young Life group and, and another church youth group and then tried to serve while I was also in college as well. So when you were in high school and stuff like that and playing sports, were you a part of like Fellowship of Christian Athletes and things like that? Were you developing your faith? Through sports? I was. So our my, the school I went to had a very active Fellowship of Christian Athletes program, FCA group. And that has meant the world to me in my younger years. And we would serve with the Special Olympics every year and do all kinds of fun things with those, with other groups. And then I've been able to get reconnected with FCA through our service here at Christ Church with East High School. And so getting to know all the FCA folks here in the local office and getting to do a lot with East High School has really blessed me. How have you seen your faith develop not only through being an athlete, but also like leading athletes and participating in sports? Well, it sure made me get into the Bible a whole lot more than what I was in my younger years. Helping an athlete get through a, a tough time, a surgery or anything like that, or just a tough time at home, getting them to develop their time in the Bible has really helped. And so I've really enjoyed that. It's also forced me to go deeper in the Bible and get to know my personal relationship even more. Mm. That's, I mean, I'm catching, you've explicitly said it, but I'm catching the theme of that. You have such a high value of seeing others excel in sports, of helping others through the art of sport. Is that accurate? That is very accurate. Can you go in on that a little bit more? Just like Why do you feel like that's so important to you? I mean, obviously God planted that seed in you, but what about that specifically do you think you can flourish in compared to other people? Being a coach is a gift. Mm -hmm. You know, not only the parents putting their trust in you with their children, but also those kids looking up to you as a coach. I look back, I remember my teachers, you know, the teachers I had in school, but I don't remember a lot of the things about them. A coach you get to know very well and a coach you get to spend a whole lot of time with. And so the relationship of an athlete and a coach is very special. And so I enjoy that and I don't ever want to take that for granted because those, the kids that you work with, even adults, I mean, even in having the young adults teams that I've coached over and over in the years, the relationships you build are priceless. As you were kind of saying earlier, you're talking about being competitive. How hard is it now to be in ministry, working with sports, 
and not being competitive and teaching kids the values and teaching kids about moving that needle for Christ when you want to win a baseball game. I can understand that. It's a balance. You know, you're called to strive to be the best. You're called to strive and treat your body as a temple and do the things that you need to do for Christ. And so you want to do those personal things at the same time. It also calls you not to cheat or not to lie, not to steal, do the right things. So you do your personal things as very best you can. And at the end of the day, you know you did your best. And if you know you did your best, whether you won or lost, it really doesn't matter because you've done the very best you could. Yeah. And that's, I can imagine too, you're primarily working with children, mm-hmm. like what, 12 and under pretty much for yeah, the most part? Yeah, for the most part, sixth grade and younger. So I would imagine a lot of this job is also guiding the parents, discipling them on how to. I'm sure that's a multifaceted answer with parents in the stands these days, but like there's got to be some level of discipleship for parents and how they can carry this home for their children, right? 100%. Because you get the parents that want to relive their their youth athletic career through their kids and they want their kids to be what maybe what they did. Sometimes it's a case of parents wanting to wanting their child to be the athlete that maybe they weren't or they thought they could. But the important thing is for our parents to realize that are your kids having fun? Are your kids learning to be not not only a better athlete, but also a better person? And as long as they keep moving that ball forward, so to speak, then at the end of the day, every every practice, every game, everything has been a success. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of change the the direction a little bit. You've mentioned it a little bit. Tell me about your family. Tell me about your wife. How'd you meet? I'm very blessed. So my wife and I actually met on a blind date. Oh, nice. We had a, a mutual friend that I I was a store manager at a big box retail store for a while. And I had an assistant manager that was a mutual friend of ours that had been trying for a while to get us together. And she said, Brian, I've I got the perfect girl. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was an old man at this time. And I was like, yeah, I've I've heard this before. But trusted her and trusted the Lord, and I ended up going on a blind date with Elizabeth, and we ended up falling in love. So, what was that first blind date? What'd y'all do? So we went to uh, Rum Boogie Cafe down on Bill Street, <laughs> listened to some music, and had some sushi. That's awesome. And so, you have a daughter. We had, we do. Tell me about your daughter now. I am very blessed. I'm blessed not only with Elizabeth, but I'm blessed with our daughter Vivian. And she is now four years old. She goes to school here at the day school and. She has got a ton of spirit. I think she runs the place, and she probably does. She probably does. <laughs> she probably probably more than I than I want. But we're very blessed. She hangs out in the gym. She loves to spend time in Daddy's office. That's awesome. So perfect Saturday, no work. The sun's shining. What's the family doing? Well, we may go to a park, go on a little hike, go spend some time, and maybe during a state sale. I'm a sucker for a junk sale. <laughs> I have very few Saturdays off. So in sports ministry, we work a lot of Saturdays. But on those Saturdays, sometimes it's just waking up late, having a good breakfast as a family, sit down, watch some cartoons with Vivian, and then heading to the park. Well, as we kind of start to wrap up, the, the one question that I've been asking everyone is about your role. What's the most exciting thing for you right now? most exciting thing right now is just seeing these kids light up through sports and cherishing the times that we get to spend in faith or seeing sportsmanship in a kid that somebody gets knocked down in a game. They go beyond their role to go help somebody else up, or they see a kid that's not maybe excelling and they go help them in another way. 
spending that time and seeing that stuff happen with those kids and that light come on. Wow, this is basketball. This is this is something else. And uh, when you see that kind of stuff happen, yeah, this is worth it. Well, Brian, on behalf of the congregation, I want to say thank you for not only sharing today, but just the ministry and the work that you do. I know that it's greatly appreciated for all the parents and young adults. And I've played on one of your softball teams. This should add horribly. Never seen someone strike out at softball as many times as I did. Uh, but nobody was watching. <laughs> but I do want to say thank you on behalf of the congregation for your ministry. But thank you for sharing today as well. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you so much.